Hey, this is Eddie Pence, a comedian, actor from Los Angeles, co-host of The Ralph Report on Patreon.com. I'm uh, a guest today on the Talking Codswallop podcast. Please listen. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma, and with me today, I have got a very, very, um, I don't know what I was going to say, I've lost my train of thought already. <laughs> I, I have that effect on people. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, no, I've got a very, very well-known man, if you listen to either The Ramble or The Ralph Report, or you follow his stand-up career. His name is Eddie Pence. <laughs> And hopefully we're going to have lots and lots of giggles this episode. So <laughs> welcome to the show, Eddie. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. Back. Yeah, back. Sorry. Yes, that's a very good point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and sorry this one took so long to like get underway. We've been planning this for a few weeks now and it finally was able to happen. You know what they say, Eddie? Best things come to those who wait. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so it's all good <laughs> i mean you know obviously the best thing for you rather than you know me <laughs> <laughs> if only i had an ego as big as that in real life <laughs> <laughs> me too yeah <laughs> so how have you been during lockdown good i mean it's we're still like it's weird. My life didn't change much during the lockdown. And we're, I mean, we're still obviously in it and it's just as bad now as it was back in March. But, yeah. uh, like I was just, I would just go to, you know, I record the Ralph report over at Ralph Garman's house and I record the ramble over at Jerry's place. So I was just bubbled with the same people. So I was just in my same world. And the only thing I miss is going on stage and doing stand up comedy. Yeah. Uh, that's probably been the biggest thing. And, you know, and of course the kids home now doing the homeschooling stuff because you can't go into schools. So, that part's a nightmare <laughs> but yeah. other than that yeah exactly that is hard and like with regards to his homeschooling uh, are you having to do much of the teaching yourself or no, i mean no i mean he's got he just started middle school this year which uh i guess here is sixth seventh and eighth grade i don't know what the school system is uh over there um but that's middle school and he just so you he was in elementary school and now this year he goes into a new school and so he's been doing everything remotely uh, with all of his teachers for all his different classes. And he's had great teachers and they're very they're very good at communicating through the Zoom chats or the Zoom classes. And he's he's such a good kid that he's very like uh, disciplined and motivated to do well in school. So he just sort of takes it up on himself and he just got his first, first report card back and he's got all uh, high marks on everything. Oh. So he's been He's one of those kids that is actually thriving in this environment for some reason. I don't know why or how. He's definitely, I guess he's my kid. We'll do a DNA test to make sure. But Because <laughs> um, if I was in his situation, I'd be playing video games and with with, with toys all day long. I mean, I, I don't know how he does it, but he does. <laughs> do you watch um, South Park? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the um, South Park pandemic special? I, I haven't recorded. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, I won't spoil it, but there's a thing that Cartman does. 
with homeschooling. <laughs> it's basically, um, oh, I don't know if it will, yeah, it might ruin it. So I won't say it anymore, but yeah, that's something that he does. Yeah. I'm sure I'd be doing it too. <laughs> yes. I would, I'd be doing everything but school. Yes. That's basically what he does. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of yeah. like camera freezes, but does it freeze <laughs> or is he really there? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you definitely need to get on that, Eddie. You need to watch that. Yeah. I will. I have it required. I just keep forgetting. It keeps getting bumped down the the queue. Yeah. Well, especially as the uh, Mandalorian's back on, isn't it? So. Oh yeah. See, there's more. There's more pressing matters. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't watched any of them yet. Um, they they are on my list, but I'm, to be honest, I'm not a massive, massive Star Wars fan. So. Uh, no, nobody's perfect. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, it, I do like Star Wars films, but they're not my sort of first films that I have to go to. Sort of Marvel films are the uh, ones I have to go to first, you know. I mean, yeah, I'm all about that too. So both, of, I'm I'm excited for the the Disney Plus uh, Marvel series to launch. The you know the the WandaVision and yes. Winter Soldier and Talking Winter Soldier. Like I'm looking forward to that stuff too. Yes. Yes, I am too. Definitely. I can, yeah, that's the only reason I signed because we, we've got a mobile phone network over here called O2. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, they were giving away six months free Disney Plus. So I signed up, you know, we, we were sort of at the case that we were getting a new phone anyway. Right. So I purposely did it there and then so I could get the six months free. And now I'm, oh, wow. now I'm paying for it, but it's, it's fine because it's <laughs> like six pound a month, you know, it's. Yeah, they did. They did some deal here uh, when they first un- released or unleashed Disney Plus under the world. They uh, they did a thing where it's like you sign up for three years, yeah, and you get it locked in at like four dollars a month. So I just went ahead and did that. So I'm locked in for three years at least. Yeah, well, I think that's worth it though. You do save some money. Yeah, I save like I think because now it's like eight or ten bucks to buy Oof. it. Yeah. Yeah, and it will only go up. Yeah. Come on, that mouse likes to uh, have money in its pocket, doesn't he? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got all the money in his pocket. He has, yeah. <laughs> Especially now he's uh, closed the park, so he hasn't got to pay people's wages. <laughs> exactly. They're probably saving money by not running those parks. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's good to hear that lockdown hasn't really affected you. Has it affected Tracy or Colton at all? Um, she, tra- Tracy, I mean, Tracy's a real estate agent, mm. and she's actually had the best year she's ever had, oh, wow. which is shocking because... You can't, as a real estate agent, you you usually get most of your clients doing open houses when you have a property and you can sit there and have people come and look at the property. They're not only trying to sell that property, you're trying to take them on as a client, as a buyer, so you can take them to other places and help them buy. That's how you expand your business by having open houses. And you really can't have open houses in a pandemic. So it's, but she's just had, she's had all these friends who've come out of the woodwork who have sort of had, I guess, pandemic safe sort of jobs. And with the interest rates being dropped so low, it's people have the money and now's a good time to buy if you can. So people have been coming out of the woodworks buying. So she's been doing well. Oh, that's good. Um, I mean, the only thing is it's just, you can't go anywhere. That's, that's, the, I guess that's the, the thing that's bothering all of us. Cause we like going down to Disneyland or going on a, you know, just going to the mall or just anything where you're just out seeing and talking to other people. So that's the isolation has been the hard part for them. Yeah, I can understand that. I quite like it in some ways, though, that the fact because I've been working from home since probably end of February. Yeah. And uh, so like literally when it all started, because I'm uh, type two diabetic. So I uh, yeah, so I was kind of a little bit worried about it all, really. So I wanted to kind of self isolate myself before it all really blew up yeah yeah so since 
yeah, nearly a year. <laughs> I've been wow. Yeah, I've been working from home basically. So, but to be honest, I really like it. So I sort of spent six months working in my boyfriend's flat, but. I mean, he won't mind me saying because I've sort of moaned about it before on the podcast, but <laughs> it's it's like a studio uh, studio flat or studio apartment. Yeah. So it's kind of pretty much all one room. And being in there 24 hours a day just kind of got me a bit stir crazy. So, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so at the moment I've returned home for the last sort of, I think it's about two months now. And it's, it's so nice. Like my, my uh, computer is all set up in my bedroom. So I've only got like five footsteps until I'm at work kind of thing. (laughs) And I, that's the dream. Yeah. And I've been working in my pajamas today as well. So (laughs) sounds like the rest of the world. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it's kind of, it's quite nice to be able to sort of open a door and go into the kitchen, you know, and Yeah. yeah, it's a lot more space. So, but yeah, to be honest. I'm one of those people that can kind of, I can work with people or I can work on my own and I prefer the working on my own part because right, I've right. only got my own stresses to deal with, not other people's. So I line of work, I have to work with somebody else. So I, I don't get that. I don't get that opportunity to be alone. No. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? At least you got your podcast and you know, you, you enjoy that though, don't you? So yeah, it's been fun. I mean, like I said, my life hasn't changed much. I, I, I still get to go and hang out with couple of my favorite people in the world and we get to do shows and i had my other show swings and misses which yeah. with my friend jen and cody and that came to an end in october and we had, we had a great run there for like a year and so that was fun to do and we may try to find someplace else to put that show in the future but you know it's 2020 has had its ups and downs it's been a crap year for most people but um luckily i've been one of the people that's sort of been able to weather the storm a little bit and it hasn't been too bad yeah well that's that's really good um can i Ask what actually happened with Swings and Missiles, Misses at all. Um, I, I believe, from my understanding, it was just sort of like uh, they were making cutbacks because of the you know the pandemic and stuff. So the company itself was just sort of like trimming down a lot. They were going through anyway and like sort of cutting down some radio station stuff. And we were just happened to be the next in line, I believe, from my understanding. It was just more of a financial sort of situation where it's – I don't think things are – the door is not completely shut there anyway. But I think, I think financially right now it was just – one of those decisions. Yeah. Which is always a shame though. Yeah. So I was sorry to hear that. I mean, cause, cause it was based pretty much sport related. I, I can't. It was sports, but yeah. yeah, it was sports and sort of just top pop culture stuff. And we just had a little, we had, we had fun with it. It wasn't, it wasn't a show where if you didn't know what sports, it didn't know anything about sports, you could still tune in and still be entertained. Oh. Well, I might have to go back and listen to them then. Cause I thought it was um, purely <laughs> sports based. So that's why I didn't actually listen, but yeah. I can't stand sports. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people can't, which is shocking. But um, we used to say it was the, the spoonful of sugar that makes the sports go down. That was sort of our <laughs> – we, you know, we would come out of the show going, oh, my God, now I know about baseball. But I didn't had, – I had no interest before. That sort of thing. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. I do like that phrase, though. It's being full of sugar that makes the sports go down. That's good. <laughs> uh, that's what we were. Yeah. <laughs> so on average, what – you know, what's your day-to-day sort of life like? Well, I mean, like before the – when I had swings and misses, I would do that in the morning for three hours. And then I'd come home, grab lunch, <laughs> and then I'd get a call from Ralph. And he'd tell me 4 o'clock, and I'd get ready to head over there. And they text me again. He's like, oh, 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> he would push me a couple – like he was always – 
it was always uh, sort of fluid with him. It was either four or five, six o'clock. And then I'd just go over there and I'd record that show. And um, that would be my day, really. And then on Sundays, we'd I'd record the Ramble with Jero. We'd sort of knock out the whole week because we were trying to limit exposure to each other during the pandemic. So we just sort of record for the week all in one day. Like all the shows we do for the Ramble, we just do all in one day on Sunday and then put them out. Yeah. So it was uh, Sundays were usually pretty uh, heavy. There was a pretty long, a lot of day, a lot of long podcasting days. But um, and for a while there, when I when the pandemic before the pandemic started, I was doing twenty two hours a week Oof. of podcasting. Like because three swings and misses was three hours. Ralph was one hour. The ramble was. I think three hours a week. So it was, it was quite a bit of talking. (laughs) So it slowed down a little. (laughs) So one could say that you maybe enjoy podcasting. (laughs) It's it's weird because I never like, I remember when people started getting into podcasts and I was just a comedian trying to be in, you know, and doing acting gigs and stuff like that. Cause that's what I, that's what I love doing is comedy stand up and acting. That's, that's why I moved to Los Angeles to begin with when I was in my early twenties. Yeah. Um, and then people started doing this podcasting thing. I'm like, Oh, this is, I guess people are building audiences this way. So I would, I would jump on other people's podcasts to be like a guest or whatever, do an interview or something like that. But I was like, I had no desire to do my own podcast cause I didn't know, I don't, I don't know what to talk about for an hour. I didn't know. I just, I, I knew going on stage and telling jokes and I knew if I had a script, I could act the script, but I had no idea just to sit around and talk for an hour. And then I started doing a podcast with my buddy, Johnny LaQuasto, who for a while worked with World Wrestling Entertainment, and then also my friend Jen Sturger, who I did Swings and Misses with. We started a podcast back in 2012 or 13, just basically about wrestling, pro wrestling. So we would do that once a week, and that was my first foray into podcasting, and that ran for about a year. And I kind of dug it, and I was like, oh, this is this is fun. I get to sit around with my friends and talk. So that's basically what podcasting is. You just sit around and talk with your friend. Yeah. Um, there was some light structure to it, but nothing really. And then that ended, and I was just uh, then Ralph approached me what in 2018 to do the Ralph report. Around the same time, Jerry asked me to do the Ramble, and I just started doing both of those around the same time, and it's sort of been consistent ever since. Yeah, yeah, it has. But it was never anything I like looked into doing. I never even thought about. It. And people were like, you should start your own podcast. I'm like, well, I'm like on like three other ones. I don't know if I want to start my own too. <laughs> so it just, you know. But it's not. It's I don't know if it's something everyone wants. I guess now people are like, oh, I want to be a podcaster. I guess you get into it. But when I started, it was just sort of like, oh, this is just something else to do to try to help build an audience for other things that you're doing. It is a way to expand your audience as a stand-up comedian or to get your name out there more is to have something. Cause the whole goal now is to put up as much content as you can on a weekly basis. It's all about content. So if you can get up a podcast a couple times a week, then that's content you're putting up. You're, you're out there, you're working and you know, stuff could happen. So that that's where it came from. But now it seems to be an actual livelihood, which is shocking to me. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I mean, I could wish I could make a livelihood out of it as well. Um, no, my, my day-to-day life is inputting data, so it's ever so exciting. Um, we're well, not inputting data, it's, um, processing orders, but still it's data processing, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, if I could make a living out of doing this, I definitely would. It was fun. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm, once Swings and Misses was a big chunk of my income doing it. Um, now that that's gone, I make some money off the Ralph report, but it's not, you know, I have a wife and a kid and she has a job. So we're able to maintain 
what's happening right now, but I do need to find another way to monetize something yeah. <laughs> in the near future. Um, but yeah, I never, I never got, in my wildest dreams, I never thought I'd make money doing podcasts. No, no, exactly. But you know, it's, it's good. It's good that you're obviously, yeah. you know, it's obvious that you do enjoy it as well. Cause it kind of comes across on both. Well, the, you know, cause I, I listen to you on the ramble and also the Ralph report. It really comes across, you know, that you seem like you're really having a good time. Well, I guess again, that comes down to doing it with people that you like yeah. doing it with. Like I love hanging out with Ralph. I love hanging out with Jerry and we just make each other laugh and we have a good time. So yeah. that it's not work, you know? Yeah. That's the, yeah. And that's kind of the basis of uh, why I started it really to sort of initially it was to kind of, give other people a voice as well. Yeah. So, you know, to sort of interview people like, like obviously yourself or quite early on, I had Ralph on, which was, you know, still blows my mind that episode five, <laughs> I managed to get him on. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of, but it was also like giving friends a voice as well. So it wasn't yes. just about the, you know, like the high ticket people sort of thing It's I love talking to anybody. I really do enjoy talking to people. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, if you can do that and you can be quite entertaining about it, then that's good. But I also really glad that I brought, uh, well, James on and, uh, well, Andy for a point, but Andy's work just blew up and went crazy. So he had to leave, yeah. but you know, it's nice that consistently now that me and James can kind of get together and record an episode, you know, and just have a good old giggle and a laugh with it. So. Right. And that's the whole point of this whole thing yeah. is just to have a laugh. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know if you want to join me on my segment that we have, which is called what a load of cods wallop. <laughs> <laughs> Basically it's a moment or two where we can have a little random rave about something that's kind of really annoyed you. Okay. Have you got anything that hmm. would bring to mind or do you want me to say mine first? You do yours. Let me see if I can think of something. Okay. If you can't think of anything, that's absolutely fine. But it's... I'm sure I can think of something that annoys me outside of homeschool. <laughs> yes. I mean, it can just be that if you want it to be, but. <laughs> Uh, so basically today I was driving along and there was a man at the side of the road and he was no further than five footsteps away from, I'm trying to think what you would call it. <laughs> well, we call it as traffic, like traffic lights. So, you know, when you're, you've got the crossing. Oh yeah. That's, that's what we call it. Yeah. We have a little white man. Our guy's white okay. and then we have a red hand. Ah, okay. So we have a red man and a green man. So, okay. so he was all of five footsteps away from that, but he was trying to cross the road in front of them. So it's like literally just before. So people are kind of aware, you know, like when you're driving, you're kind of aware right. of uh, your surroundings. You're waiting for maybe the lights to change. The schools have just come out as well. So you're kind of all thinking because the schools here are all open now. Yeah. You know, so you're aware of all these things. And then you've got this bloody bellend, who's, <laughs> which is one of my favorite <laughs> words, by the way. <laughs> and he, he was crossing, is crossing the street, literally five footsteps in front of the traffic lights, basically. And it's just like, oh man, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just, you just think to yourself, would it hurt anybody if I just accidentally clipped the curb right now? <laughs> Sometimes you just wish you were rich enough where you could do these things and make your and make the problems go away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, if I, if I was rich enough, I could clip this dude, throw him a check, and it can go away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, going because I have. Oh, we have these 
people because I live on this crowded street and like you're driving up and down the street or whatever to get to my apartment building. And people sit there with their car and they'll open their car door all the way up. Ugh. Like they'll open it all the way and then they'll just sit in their car and they're looking at their cell phone while their car door is all the way open before they get out of the car. And they're sitting there for like two or three minutes and I'm driving. I just want so badly to take their car door off oh. with my car. That sounds like a codswallopedi. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was rich enough where I could just do that and then throw the dude a check and then go about my business. Yeah. <laughs> just for one, to teach him a lesson, and two, to get the anger out of me. <laughs> oh, that does sound like a good plan. I really wish that that was the case now. Like, if I win the lottery, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Just need the money. Yeah. <laughs> and I also had a funny but slightly embarrassing thing happen today as well. So we'll go on to, like, if you've got another codswallop or whatever in a minute. But So I was wearing my mask. Because I was a good girl and I went into a shop. Nice, um, nice. We've got a coffee company over here called Costa. I don't think it's made it across the pond. No. no. But it's like Starbucks kind of thing. So okay. you know Starbucks, don't you? Yeah. But nicer coffee in my opinion. But there you go. That's my opinion. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, where it was, I was at a petrol station just picking up a coffee. It was from one of the machines kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, as I was walking out, my well, it was actually a hot chocolate and it was kind of dribbling out very slightly i forgot i had my mask on so i went to lick it (laughs) 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 and i ended up actually doing it and like getting all brown stuff on my mask (laughs) 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 i'm so stupid sometimes but it really does make me laugh like i love how stupid i can be sometimes because it makes me cry with laughter But yeah, that's that's how much I wear the mask now. That it's become part of me. That that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good thing. Oh, actually, the other day as well. You know when you get like a plastic bag, yeah. And sometimes you need to kind of lick your fingers to kind of open it. Yeah, I was at the grocery store literally last night trying to get one of those plastic bags to get. I was trying to get some peppers for Colton, and I was trying to. Oh, I couldn't open the thing up, and I had to literally. I didn't want to pull my mask down in the middle of the store and lick my fingers to do it. So I was literally walking around the produce section, touching the other produce because it's kind of wet from when they spray it. Yeah. So I'm, I don't. This is probably worse than me licking my fingers because now people are looking at me just touching all the produce to try to get my hands wet so I can open the bag up. <laughs> so that was probably I should have just licked my fingers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I again I tried to with the mask on, but then I was like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I caught myself because I raised my hand up to do it. I'm like, I have a mask. And then like, should I pull it down and lick my fingers? I'm like, no. Oh, that, that ear of corn over there looks like it's glistening. Let me go touch it. <laughs> so I can get my fingers wet so I can open the stupid bag. And now I got to buy the ear of corn because I touched it, even though I didn't want corn. It's just a nightmare. <laughs> oh, did you at least enjoy the corn? It's in my fridge right now. I haven't eaten it. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> good. Because corn is one of the things that you do enjoy, isn't it? I do love corn. Yeah. Raw corn is really good. I, got, I actually got Ralph to like that. Yes, yes, I remember. Yes, and I remember you <laughs> shucking it as well. And I was like, mm. <laughs> it's quite the sight to watch me shuck corn. Yes. Is he being seductive on camera? Or... <laughs> yeah, we got years of practice doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do it with both hands. 
<laughs> so I took us on a little sidetrack there, but did you have any cod swallop at all? Now, when you say cod swallop, you're talking like it's something that pisses somebody that pisses you off that someone else is doing, right? Yes, that's what we're talking. Yes. So okay, so we have. I live near this hiking trail called Runyon Canyon. It's very popular in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and even during this pandemic, it's crowded every day when people are hiking up there. And I used to hike it almost every day before this, you know, shit show happened. And yeah. um, I'd be up there with my wife and we're, we're hiking up there and it's sort of a place to sort of get away from LA because you go up there and you're sort of in the, it's just this park in the middle of Los Angeles where you hike up this mountain and you feel like outside of the city. You feel like you don't feel any of the stress of living in a city. There's outside of seeing the people and then on some days it's kind of not too crowded and you can get away and you really feel a little isolated from Los Angeles, which is a nice feeling to sort of decompress from. Yeah, definitely. And so you'll go and you'll hike up, you'll hike up this mountain and you'll get this great view of the city. The air is cleaner and you'll just sit there, you're relaxing. And then you'll have these other people that are hiking and it's fine to have other people hiking. We're all trying to get a little break from life, but you have these some certain people that, that they'll, they'll have a backpack and they'll attach their backpack. They'll have this, this speaker, like a Bluetooth speaker. One of those little tiny speakers that you would just sit in your house and play music off your phone. Yeah. But they're blasting music as they're hiking because they want to hear music while they're hiking. But now the whole park has to hear their god awful music. <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's and I'm just like, buy goddamn headphones. Just everyone the headphones come with your phone. Just use the headphones with your phone. But they they're blasting their awful music and everyone in the park has to hear it until they're they they've walked out of sight. And it just ruins everything. Yeah. It ruins the entire vibe, the entire feeling everyone has up there of just tranquility and peacefulness. And yeah, you have to hear Taylor Swift or whatever song they're listening to being blasted. Uh, it's so it drives me nuts. I'm just like, who who does that? <laughs> who 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 is so in love with their music that they just think everybody needs to hear it? <laughs> yeah, it's a, definitely. Awful. I think I've probably made you aware of it before, but you know, I'm quite into sort of heavy metal and rock music. Yeah. But I love Iron Maiden. I would not blast Iron Maiden on a. Sp- I would not blast Run to the Hills as I'm hiking <laughs> up Runyon Canyon so everyone can hear it. Because I know that's not everybody's jam. I get that. I'll put headphones on if I want to. If I want to hear fucking the wicker man i will put headphones on and deal with it myself i don't need to subject everyone else to iron maiden i get that yeah yeah exactly although it would be quite ironic to play run to the hills while you were climbing yeah, up the hill. Would be. yeah i mean that's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> but, oh just so like it drives me that drives me i just want to grab the speaker and just chuck it as far as like, it just drives me nuts because i get it if you're if you're in your car and you're blasting your music fine yep you're in your car, and I can hear it at the stop sign, but you're gone. But when you're hiking up there and you're just blasting it through a canyon, people, it just, it's the most obnoxious Los Angeles thing you could possibly do. Yeah. That, yeah that's not cool at all. It's just completely unnecessary, like you're saying, basically, isn't it? It's like. Yeah, we're all out there trying to get away. Yeah. Like, don't bring that crap up. Just here. enjoy the peace and quiet for a few minutes, you know? It's just the whole purpose of the person, uh, the reason why that person's probably walking up there, and um, and maybe fitness, but you know, still, yeah, yeah, stupid people. Well, that can definitely go in the cod's wallet pile. Okay, <laughs> thanks. 
<laughs> Good to get it off my chest. Yeah. I knew I had one. <laughs> yeah, and sort of like Codswallop, um, I think we, again, I think we sort of addressed this before, because um, I, I did listen back to the previous episode that we you were on, and although it helped, it kind of like ruined it in a way, because I was like, oh no, we covered quite a lot of stuff. <laughs> Codswallop kind of means like rubbish or shit, so it's, you know, right. whichever you want to version you want it to be you know kind of thing so yeah so that's why we get the what a load of crap what a load of crap basically <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i love that segment because it always does help to sort of get the negativity out there you know yeah and have a bit of a laugh about it as well so with regards to music what was it that you first got into heavy metal and rock ah uh, i think i got in like this is weird I, we actually talked about this on the on the ramble one time because we were talking to, it, was, it was after eddie van halen had passed away uh, yeah and um i I remember the Thriller album, he played uh, a guitar solo. He played the guitar solo on Beat It, yeah. on Michael Jackson's Beat yeah. It. And that was the first time I'd heard Eddie Van Halen play the guitar. I heard any sort of guitar riffs like that. And I was like, because I loved Michael Jackson when I was a kid. And I was like, I heard that song. I was like, oh, that's, that sounds good. And I found out it was Eddie Van Halen. He's got this band called Van Halen. So then I got the album 1984 by Van Halen. <clears throat> and I was like, this is amazing. I love, I, I fell in. That's that. That was sort of my transition from like, top 40s like whatever you hear on the radio mm-hmm. sort of michael jackson song into van halen which led me into more hard rock stuff acdc uh got me farther into like and then i got iron maiden my my buddy from uh when i was in elementary school his he had an older brother who diehard iron maiden fan i remember i slept over had a sleepover at his house and he introduced me to iron maiden i was like probably in sixth or seventh grade i was probably around the age my son is right now and I just fell in love with the Killers album and Number of the Beast, and I got into Iron Maiden that way, and that got me into like Molly Crew and Rat and uh, Megadeth and Metallica, and it just sort of went down that hole, I guess. And that's how I got into uh, heavy metal. And you know, I've always loved other types of music, but I I really got into heavy metal for like those four or five years, and I, I just it's always stuck with me. That's really interesting because I was about probably about fourteen, I'd say. I was either 13, 14. I can't ever remember exactly, but, um, yeah, it was when I started getting into like heavy, heavy metal. It's kind of like yeah. indie music kind of took me that way yeah. initially. So it was kind of the gateway into it. It's weird. Like mine was Michael Jackson. Yours was indie music. It's just weird how yeah. you, you find different avenues to get to it because it's, it's a, it's a great form of music that I think a lot of people don't appreciate. No, exactly. And I think, yeah, because like when you look at like the kind of music that's out there at the moment, this has actually got a rhythm, a soul and a, you know, a beat to it sort of thing. Whereas it's all manufactured kind of the the pop music that's out there at the moment. And yeah, there's not a lot of soul in it. There's not a lot of like, (laughs) there's not a lot of people making it. It's a lot of, it's a lot of machines and computers making this music. Whereas I, I, heavy metal was, I mean, it's, 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 sort of the natural progression to rock it from rock and roll into heavy metal yeah. i think yeah and it's always interesting because i actually watched a program um I, actually off the top of my head i can't remember what it was called now but it was basically a documentary about heavy metal and and like where it all started from it was like you know it all started like from i think beethoven yeah yeah so well i mean iron maiden is rock opera i mean yeah. if you look at their the shows they put on the songs they sing i mean there's so much history in their music. Like they're, they're, you, you can learn so much. It tells a story. It's, it's, it's opera. Yeah. It's rock opera. Yeah. I also sort of found 
goth metal and stuff like that as well. You know, it's kind of there's so many different avenues within yeah. the sub. You have like the anthrax and stuff like that, where it's a little more. It's you know, it's it's diff- It's the subsects of uh, heavy metal music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you like a band called Tool? I've, yeah, I've, I've listened to Tool. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I really like them because it's kind of like they're so experimental that like they'll use thunder and lightning. Yeah, as you know, <laughs> oh, I just love it. I th- you know, honestly. I could talk about music all the all time, basically, but I'll try not to. But <laughs> yeah, but then it's also quite funny how your interests change as well, because one of the first bands or one of the first artists that I liked when I was like 13, 14 was uh, Marilyn Manson. Okay. Yeah. Nowadays, can't stand him. He's, he's awful. <laughs> it was also because I went to, we've got a couple of festivals over here, but one in particular is called download festival yeah sort of in the midlands so you can kind of guess where that is in the uk yeah yeah (laughs) and um yeah he was supposed to come on stage but he was an hour late for his performance oh my god and i was just like ugh no, I can't be asked. I just walked off. Ugh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I can't remember who was on a different stage. I think it was actually a band called Skindred, which I really like as well. I've never heard them. Ah, okay. Try and check them out. It's, uh. I will. Yeah. Skindred. Skindred. Yeah. They're kind of like, there's a slight Rastafarian side to them. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. If that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, yeah, you might not pick up on it, but you know, I think, I think Rastafarian when I hear it. So yeah, sure. let's check them out. They have like a steel drum or something in there or like, is it just I think it's, that sort of feel? Yeah. I think it's more the, like the lead singer's voice rather than okay. yeah, the actual, the actual band itself. Okay. The band are quite heavy themselves, but yeah, the lead singer. But he's he's very very good as well. Okay. So yes, I do. I used to have a well, I have still got it, but I used to have a scrapbook with all of my tickets in because it was like a couple of years where I just went to every single gig that was out there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have a shoebox with all my movie ticket stubs when I used to go to movies when that was a thing. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Well, this scrapbook, I've put all the pictures of the artist behind the actual ticket and stuck it, the ticket on top, sort of. Nice. Thing. Yeah. So in the years to come, I can sort of remember who, who was who. <laughs> what live music was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, do you miss going to the cinema much? Yeah. It was like, it was, I've always <clears throat> been like a, guy who would go to movies by himself i'm always that i'm that guy that sits in the movie theater by himself i would just go if i was bored or if i'm just driving home late at night from a gig or whatever i just like I'm, i haven't seen this movie i'll just go and i just i would do that all that like two or three times a week i would just do that and then once i had a kid i stopped doing that as much and then my kid got old enough to go to movies we'd start going so it was sort of a bonding experience i'd have with my kid we just him and myself would just go to movies and i i would look forward to like the new marvel movies that would come out or the star wars movies because he wanted to see them or or sometimes he'd see a movie, a commercial on TV for a movie, and like I want to see that. I'm like, all right, let's go see it. So he was getting into the going and seeing movies, and so it was like a real bonding experience, like something we always did. We look forward to. We try to go like once or twice a month to a movie, and it's just it hasn't. I mean, I really miss it, and he misses it too. And it was just that that thing that we sort of had yeah. that it's kind of gone right now, and I, I I can't wait for it to come back because I really 
I love the theater experience. Well, at least your TV's about the size of a theater screen. Yeah, that's so. true. I did. <laughs> I definitely overcompensated with my 75 inch television. <laughs> yeah, your room's only 50 inches, but you know. <laughs> your wife sends you to Costco to get a 55 inch TV and she doesn't go to supervise. You're going to come home with 75 inches. That's just how it works. There's no one there to stop me. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Such a typical man thing to do. It's like they always <laughs> see more inches that are there. <laughs> if it needs more needs more yeah <laughs> and also yeah would be silly not to ask how is the special coming along i know you've obviously got it out there now um well did you want to sort of tell us a little bit about it and yeah um, I, I released my first comedy special in september through comedy dynamics um completely crowdsourced mostly through Members of the Garmy, which are listeners to the Ralph Report, uh, Ralph Garman's podcast that I co-host. Um, I had a lot of uh, crowdsource funds come in from that, as well as other things I, you know, other podcasts I was doing. So it was completely crowdsourced. We raised the money. I shot it in my hometown of Washington D.C. back in April of 2019, which is a completely different world than it is today. Um, and it took a little while to get it up, and now it uh, it got unleashed onto the world uh, September first of this past uh, this past year on common dynamics so it's up on all uh transactional platforms like uh itunes amazon uh apple tv like wherever you can buy uh movies you can buy my comedy special and the album is also available too i believe i, I was told through common dynamics if you're an amazon prime member i believe starting either in late december early january it will be available for free for amazon prime members mm. Right now, I'm in the process of getting hard copies made up of DVDs and CDs of the special. So uh, those will be available probably through my website, I'm guessing, uh, as soon as I get those from the company. I, I have a very limited supply of those, probably like 100 copies each right now. So if you're one of those people that still enjoys the physical media, then I will have those to order through my website probably at the beginning of the year. Yeah, because I quite like the physical media, to be honest, because it's... yeah. I think a lot of people yeah do. it's like it's quite nice to sort of hold something isn't it yeah i mean i wish i had more but going through comedy dynamics i sort of have to foot the bill to make the physical media myself so i i don't really have the funds to do it so i made up the smallest amount i could right now yeah. hopefully uh once i start seeing some returns from the actual special being up on itunes and amazon and all that stuff i'll have a little more money i can maybe purchase some more physical copies because i know some people want to buy it that way yeah well that's good and as somebody who's sort of seen the actual special it is brilliant it is fantastic eddie so oh thank you i really like the curtains and the shirt you're wearing as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are no longer mine uh, those are back at target and nordstrom oh Rank, really so. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there then <laughs> keep, keep your receipts ladies and gentlemen keep your receipts <laughs> and that's what pays i had to put the money back i had to put the money back in to, i get i had to get the thing edited so i had to return all that stuff to get money to edit the thing to pay an editor <laughs> and uh, now i need even more money to get physical copies made so i'm trying to figure a scam out how to make i can uh what i can do to get money to make those <laughs> start another gofundme <sighs> or whatever yeah. indiegogo I might. yeah it's all to try you all try, you try to make money just to put it back into your business to make more money to put back into your business that's the that's the con yeah yeah exactly trying to be an entertainer <laughs> do you know what you should have done you should have like si signed the collar or something you know or signed the label <laughs> <laughs> 
somebody gets around. What the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck is Eddie Pence? <laughs> <laughs> and I only say that because I know you'd laugh. So not not in no, a disrespectful way. <laughs> no, untaken. <laughs> yeah. no, untaken. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was really, really good. I really, really enjoyed it. So, oh, thank you. yeah. I'm very proud of it. I'm very and proud so of it. So you should be. Yeah. And it's nice that you did it in your hometown as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was a definitely a dream come true. And then, the, and for it to be completely funded by people that support me and actually think I'm funny, then that makes it even more worthwhile, you know, yeah. or me putting my own money into it. Cause I didn't have the money to do that, but it was actually people like, no, I, we love what you do. We want to see more of it. Here's some money, go make what you want to make. And that, so that was, that was the coolest part of the whole thing. Yeah. It was truly like supported by people who really love you. Really? Yes. Yeah. And it, it's, that's not wasted on me at all. I, no. It brings me to tears when I think about oh, it. Oh, well, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is it is so nice. It is so nice. I expect that you probably weren't really expecting the outpouring. I was not. I put we set it at ten thousand dollars for the crowdsourcing for the Indiegogo. We're like, I was like, I did, I thought maybe I could get five thousand dollars, maybe. And so we set the limit at ten thousand, and we're trying to do it super low budget, even to the point where like. We talked about just shooting it on a couple of our iPhones because we didn't know what we could do. I just wanted to shoot something and see if I could get any money to pay the people that were helping me do it. And we ended up raising $15,000, which wow. blew my mind. And even then, we were still could we probably needed $20,000 to do it because it's so expensive to try to shoot something on that scale. And then to do it on the East Coast of the United States as opposed to doing it where I am, I had to fly – the crew there and put them up and feed them. So like a lot of money went to taking care of those people. Um, so I would have loved to, I mean, if I had $20,000, you know, another $5,000, I could have, you know, paid them even, you know, paid them what they were worth instead of like, Hey, will you mind doing it for this? Yeah. So it was weird. It's like, I, I, I originally thought I could raise 5,000. We thought we could do it for 10. We got 15, but we really needed 20. <laughs> so it was just, it's weird. It's a weird thing, but I, I think we squeezed every dime out of it we could, and I think we we put up a pretty good project that I think most people are proud of that were that worked on it. Which is the absolute main thing, isn't it? And I know it's your hometown, but why did you choose um, Washington in that case? Then um, I could have done it in Los Angeles, and it probably would have been easier and cheaper to do. But I I, I had those dates at that comedy club anyway. I was going to go back east and record and just do a weekend there anyway, just out of normal work schedule. And I was like, you know what? I, it would be kind of fun to go back to my hometown after 20 years and sort of do a special in front of like some friends and family I haven't seen in a while. And and it was great. I had people came that I went to high school with and college with that I hadn't literally had not seen since I graduated high school came to the show. It was just it was fun to do that. And I thought it'd be a little more unique experience to shoot some stuff out, you know, in the city, shoot the the, the Capitol building, the Washington Monument, put that as, as sort of the introduction to the special. I said of doing something around LA because everybody sees LA. People shoot specials in LA all the time. It's, yeah. you know, there's nothing, there's nothing unique about Los Angeles anymore. It's sort of like everyone's here, everyone shoots stuff here. So I kind of wanted like, you know, I have those dates. If I can raise the money and fly the people out and we can shoot it there, why not try to do something just, you know, something a little more unique than going down here to the uh, the Melrose Improv and shooting it here, you know, that was it. Yeah, yeah, it makes absolute sense. And you're right there, because it's like, I almost feel like I know all of LA, and I've never been, Yeah, you know. It's just been so, it's so overshot and so overdone. I love Los Angeles. I love it. It's my hometown now. I've been here for 24 years, and it's I love it here, but it's been so shot. It's been so done. So I was like, let me just do something 
that's not normal. It's my first special. Let me go back home and do it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And talking about Washington, yes. there is uh, one of my, my friends who, uh, she didn't ask a question because we got some listener questions, as you know. Okay. Um, yes. But uh, <laughs> my friend, uh, my friend Melissa, she's from the Brooke Reading Podcast, and I always want to call okay. her Brooke, but her name's Melissa. So we know each other through like a podcasting network, and but she's still a really good friend. Um, she'd love to hear you talk about the Washington Reds, uh, well, not Redskins, football club. <laughs> the f- football team? Yeah. <laughs> so you had a good win this weekend, didn't you? We did. We beat Dallas. We beat our arch rivals, our arch nemesis, the Dallas Cowboys. My, my, my co-host on the Ramble, Jerry Rocha, his favorite football team. Yeah. Um, so we got to beat them. And it's weird because every, every Thanksgiving that they're scheduled to play, it, it ruins Thanksgiving for me because they're literally like the worst team on Thanksgiving day when they play the games. It's not every, every year you don't play on Thanksgiving here in the NFL. It's the only teams that play are the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. They have their Thanksgiving day games. Everyone else, it's sort of like, Oh, you got the Thanksgiving Day game this year. So we hadn't played in that game, I think, since 2016, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always lose to Dallas. I think we're, we were one and eight against Dallas in, on Thanksgiving Day game. So it was just like, it just ruins my Thanksgiving every time they play on Thanksgiving because I'm nervous the whole day because they're going to play. And then they lose. <laughs> so I'm in a bad mood. And then I have to eat turkey. <laughs> so it was great this year because they, they won. It was amazing. It was such a great. And no one, everyone, no one thought they were going to win. They're a terrible team. The whole division is terrible. Dallas, Washington, New York, Phil, Ralph Garman's Philadelphia Eagles. They're all terrible. It's an awful division. No one's going to get into the, if one, ter- one team has to go to the playoffs by the rules, and then that team is going to lose in the first round. So it was fun to sort of like in this awful year, this terrible pandemic, this awful football, there's no fans in the stands. Um, you can't see any friends we barely saw any family to actually have my football team win that Thanksgiving day game. It was just sort of like the, the, the icing on the cakes of of having like a good Thanksgiving, just like it was just, it made everything just so much. It made the food taste better. It made, you know, everything. And then, and then we had uh, the Mandalorian premiere that night and Ahsoka Tana was on Mandalorian. So I was like, this is the best Thanksgiving ever. This is amazing. (laughs) So yes, tell, tell Melissa, I was, it was great to, uh, see washington football team win that game yeah because she's a so, and then she's a supporter as well so nice yeah i like melissa yeah <laughs> <laughs> she used to listen to the ralph report so she said also that she uh misses listening to you two uh talking i think i'm not sure if it's like due to like financial reasons or re- you know or the t- fact she might not have time or whatever but yeah, yeah. she um it's definitely not because she doesn't like the show anymore but it, she really misses sort of listening to you guys chatting in the way and especially the um munching monday which this week unfortunately (laughs) you had something you liked didn't you so (laughs) yeah ralph hooked me up he gave me plantains i never had them before so i didn't know if i was gonna like them but they sounded like they would be good and i and uh, they're actually pretty good yeah i've never had them either so not bad well that's good it's one thing that i really hate and it's in everything it's garlic I can't stand garlic because it, oh, really? yeah, it always makes my stomach a bit sore as well. So yeah, some people are like, uh, they're, I guess they're a little allergic to garlic. It kind of tears them up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it it makes me, yeah, <laughs> I won't go into details, but it doesn't make me feel. No, it's weird because no, Tra- Tracy is like, we thought Tracy was allergic to garlic, right? Because we'd go out to restaurants or whatever, and she'd have, or we'd order, you know, Thai food or whatever had garlic in it from a restaurant. She would eat it, and then it would it would tear her stomach up. Yeah. 
And then like it would like leak out of her pores. Like she would literally smell like garlic. Yeah. Like as she, as she slept, she would like sweat it out and the whole room would smell like garlic. It was awful. Yeah. But it's weird. She During the pandemic, she started cooking at home. We started cooking at home a lot. And she started just like buying garlic at the store and putting in fresh ingredients and making her own recipes. And she hasn't had that reaction to garlic at all. So I don't know what it is with the store, the processed store, like restaurant grade garlic they use or whatever oils or whatever they cook the garlic in at the restaurants. But that is what seems to be the problem with her and not the actual just a clove of garlic you buy at a grocery store and put into your food. It's very weird. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Yeah. I don't kind of like, I don't like smelly food, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so like onion and stuff like that. I don't mind cooked onions, but I don't like raw onions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm kind of the same on that. <laughs> well, I know your food tastes anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a shock. It's not a shock, no. But yeah, I, I get that. It's like, oof, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we've got either listener questions or would you like to do would you rather's first <laughs> um what uh, i guess we'll do yeah, you'll do questions and then would you rather yeah no problem we'll do it that way okay okay so tim dawson hey tim yeah he's uh he's a rambler as well yes he is and he's a codswalloper he's um he's the popper of the codswallop cherry so we we asked for <laughs> listener um listener codswallop and he was the first person to submit it so yeah he, he holds the title well nice he has two questions so how does your family feel about the fan base is it overwhelming or do they like the idiots um my family tracy and colton love it like they think it's the the greatest thing like i think they appreciate i don't really i don't i don't know how to feel about it because i'm weirded out that people like me because <laughs> i just like what do you what do you like about me I don't get it. What's what's so nice, but they love it. Like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I appreciate everyone who supports me. It's just, I, it's my own like self doubt and my, yeah. my own, my own problems. Where I'm like, why do you like me? Why? What I, how I make you laugh. How do I make you laugh? <laughs> um, so that's my own self issues, but they love it. And Colton, he, it's hilarious with Colton because Colton thinks his dad is like famous <laughs> it's, it's, and he like really, he enjoys it. And he like, he loves it when he see when people, people like, some people are some of the idiots are so nice. They send they send us gifts all the time. Like I just got Bridget from Long Island sent me. Uh, she's a Ralph Report listener. She sent me this nice like this Kylo Ren uh, painting or a picture for uh, for the holidays. And then I had a listener in Australia, Kim. She sent me like all these different chocolates and all these sweets from Australia just to get me to try them. And so we had like this big box of like Australian foods, and uh, we had another. Uh, listener uh nanette she sent uh colton a lego like like we get stuff all the time people are so kind to us and like i feel weird about like why why are you sending me stuff because like i i I guess i don't realize that people listen to me every single day these i'm in these people's life every single day so i'm a part of their life and to me that doesn't always register i'm like it's it's weird like I, i guess i'm a bigger part of their lives than i think i am and so i don't realize that and so when i do get people like complimenting me on stuff i'm like okay it's just hard for me to take a compliment that's my own thing but they they love it they adore they they think it's the greatest thing because you know tracy's been with me on this whole journey like i've been trying to be successful in the entertainment business for 20 plus years and she's seen the ups and downs and she's just so happy that people are finally starting to i guess recognize me (laughs) or whatever or just appreciate what i've been doing for so long and um she thinks it's the greatest thing and she's 
she loves getting she, people gave her get like uh, we had one listener uh john gave us uh, a, a wine glass at queen of the idiots on the wine glass it was like oh. etched on the wine that's her favorite thing and it's just it's it, it means so much to all of us that people care about us like that and 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 to give us things to actually take the time out and mail i mean Kim mailed us a box that, like a like it had to be like a ten pound box of chocolates from Australia. That had to be expensive. That had to be a lot of money to do that. Yeah. And for people to go out of their way to do something like that is just it's just so cool. And I, I love it. And I I trust me, not for a minute do I take it for granted. That is so sweet. Yeah, you do have a big impact on people. Whichever way people found out about you. Me personally, it was because of Ralph Report. Yeah. And you know, like that really opened the door to kind of like how people could find out about you and then like through i know it's kind of some stalkery i guess but <laughs> google searches they found out you know like oh he's a does stand-up comedy or or whatever yeah. and then they can kind of follow sort of follow the path that you you've been on in a way yeah that sounds really creepy doesn't it but <laughs> i didn't mean it creepy <laughs> but that's the world we live in we're a google search world yeah. so like everything you do is up there and like i know that because i wanted to be in entertainment so i know my life is going to be up there and i it just i just it just i don't know it's always weird for me that people like me like it's that it's almost that sally field <laughs> acceptance speech at the oscars you like me you really like me like i feel like that all the time like oh you you do like me. You think I'm funny. This is great. And, yeah. you know, I, I guess, I, like I said, I'm, I'm part of their lives most of the time, five days a week. Uh, yeah. And I, I, ho I hope I give people a little reprieve from the world, you know, that Ralph and I can sort of give everybody that little bit of, you know, the world's not always great. And especially right now, it's, it seems like it's on fire. But like if you can tune out for an hour a day and sort of just get a break from it all, I guess that's, you know, we're part of that. So that's a, that's a good thing. That's a healthy thing. So yeah, definitely. I think nine times a day, nine times a week sorry in, my, in mine because <laughs> yeah. i like i i listen to the ralph report and then i'm like oh on the ramble and to be honest i'm a well, yeah. little bit behind on the ramble because like i've got so many podcasts that i listen to or whatnot but but the other day i did like do a complete binge listen but it was all kind of backwards so it was really not not the audio but the the listening to it if you know what i mean yeah so yeah but still it was on and on friday i was like but i've just listened to fridays <laughs> <laughs> but no I love Jerry as well, you know, and Cody, you know, the dynamic that the three of you have got is really great as well. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. So I think that's, that's the important thing with podcasts. If you're having fun with who you're with, then the people listening are going to have fun. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his other question is, if you were eaten by a giant sandwich monster, what filling would it have to be? <laughs> okay, so if a giant sandwich monster ate me. Yeah. Turkey, probably. If I, I, if I could be eaten by sandwich, I'd want to be eaten by a turkey sandwich. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Is there going to be any sort of garnish or anything like that in there? or Maybe some lettuce. Throw some lettuce on there. And then uh, maybe either some mustard or some mayo just to sort of, you know, take away the dryness. Yeah. That way, I, that way I could eat myself out of the monster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 very good <laughs> okay so owen edmonds hey owen yeah so again ramble and uh, uh the ralph report as well so he's got three so okay what's the worst pet that you can imagine having not like a lion i mean a traditional pet type animals hmm. well i think i had i had a we had fish for a while like for like 15 years we had like a fish tank and i got a fish tank 
uh, probably like right after Trace and I got married, I was like, oh, it'd be fun to have a fish tank. And I got a fish tank and I filled it up, you know, filled it up, got fish and we just turned it on. I'm just, <laughs> as soon as we bought all the stuff for it, we sat it there and we just stared at it. I'm like, this is stupid. This is dumb. Like it's this, like a dog or a cat. They give you a little something. You can snuggle them. You can hold them. They, they're excited when you come home. But like the fish tank just sat there and then the fish just sat there and then they would swim around and you'd feed them and then they would die. And then you just spend $3 and buy more fish and they put them in there and they would swim around. And then you'd wake up one morning and they're all floating at the top. You're like, what happened? And you have to test the water. And he's like, Oh my God, it's too acidic or there's too much pH or whatever. And they like, you got to put stuff in it to bring down the acidity or whatever. And then you got to buy more fish. And then, then there's fish shit all over the bottom and you got to get a little vacuum cleaner thing that sucks up the fish shit, but then all the rocks and then you, you got to clean the back of the thing. And then like this crusty film forms around the top part of it. You got to, it's just a fucking nightmare. Fish are just, it's wor- It's awful. And then Tracy just would not want to get rid of it. Cause I was like, we have to get rid of these fish. I don't want to deal with this anymore. And then she was like, well, I, we can't just get rid of them. I'm like, why not? And she's like, well, they're alive. I'm like, they're fish. They're, they, it costs $3 to fill up this tank full of fish. And they don't care about us. They don't care about anything. And they're just swimming around here. And then when one of them dies, the other one eats it. Like, they're, they're awful. They're terrible things. I don't know why we have them. And she just would not. She, we literally had to wait for all of them to die. And then I had to, like, basically in the middle of the night, take the fish tank out while she was sleeping so she would so she wouldn't be a part of me getting rid of the fish tank it was a nightmare and I, to this day i'm like why do people have fucking fish and don't get it it's just such a there's no point to fish so that would be the worst pet that you could have and that's the pet that i had okay yeah <laughs> fucking fish fuck fish. the worst <laughs> fuck fish so stupid you you're absolutely correct there because they are such a pointless animal to have pointless so pointless yeah (laughs) his next question is worst holiday destination hmm i'm not (laughs) this is weird because my 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 parents live in myrtle beach and we've talked about that on the royal board like i hate the beach i do not enjoy the beach i if i have to go to a vacation i'd rather go to like a national park like a mountains and trees and forests like that's to me that's what's beautiful like that stuff's beautiful i don't like the beach i don't like i don't like the smell of the beach i don't like sand i don't like palm tree like i don't like any of that stuff but i go there every summer because that's where my parents live and then we live in los angeles which is like 10 miles from the beach tracy loves the beach colton loves the beach so i gotta take them to the beach and i just I just sit there on the beach. I'm just like, everyone loves this but me. Everyone here loves this but me. Yeah. So I guess the beach. <laughs> I just don't like the beach. I don't like anything about the beach. You know what? I don't mind if I could sit in the parking lot like 20 feet from the beach and just look at the beach. I'm, I'm okay with that. But actually being in the beach, in the water, in the sand, I don't know. Yeah. I hate it. And it's the two combinations of the fact that the water and the sand, they really don't mix, do they? Because it's like... No, they don't. Yeah, you go into the water come out and then you're like covered in sand like head to foot covered in it and then you can't get you can't get it off and then you're finding sand in your shoes like three weeks later it's just a fucking nightmare yeah yeah or you have your packed lunch on the beach and everything tastes like sand i just got the shivers i actually just got shivers because i just i thought about biting down on a sandy sandwich yeah you know gritty in your mouth and then everything either smells like low tide or malibu uh sun cream suntan lotion yeah. it's just i hate it 
Hate it. So we won't be sending you to the beach then? No, please don't. <laughs> I'm going to need some assistance with this um, person's name. Should, is it Janik Gears from Iron Maiden? Janik. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Is that right then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should Janik Gears be thrown out of Iron Maiden? And why is the answer yes? And why... <laughs> <laughs> Why is the reason for all of his stupid prancing on stage? <laughs> like I said, it's rock opera. You got it. It's a theatrical performance. So no, don't throw him out. He's okay. Let him all day. Let him be them. <laughs> well, he told you the answer was yes. So uh, don't yes, he okay. obviously doesn't like him. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Midnight Smoke. Smokey. Yeah, Smokey. He's amazing. <laughs> if you had a tail, what type would you like to have? A dog tail, a monkey tail, the sky's the limit. Hmm. I like the idea of having a monkey tail is fine because it's almost like an extra appendage, right? Like yeah. they can hang from their tails. So that one's probably, but then you have to, you have to have specially made pants for that. I mean, you would have to for any kind of tail though, wouldn't you? Yeah. But I guess like a dog tail, you could just tape down to the side and just sort of like deal with it like you deal with your penis. <laughs> <laughs> but like but like a monkey tail you can use it for things so that's why i'm saying you need specially done pants so you could actually have it and it could hold stuff mm. probably a monkey tail yeah unless i was embarrassed by it then like a pigtail so it's just like a little tiny squirrely thing i could just tuck in my pants and no one would notice i mean probably a monkey tail just because you could do shit with it yeah i mean you know if you've got a monkey tail i mean you know it's kind of like unfortunately going backwards in in the whole scale of evolution but you know yeah, but we're, we're doing that anyway as a society so <laughs> well yeah we're we're devolving anyway yeah. i mean let's face it teenagers and neanderthals anyway aren't they so <laughs> as well tale to go with it yeah <laughs> next question is from Stephen greening hey Stephen. yeah who's feeling much much better now that's good yeah he had a bout with covid right he did yeah he did he got me quite concerned at one point there yeah have you always been picky person when it comes to food uh yeah pretty much i've never been an adventurous food taster um i've always been pretty picky i know growing up as a kid i just had like three or four favorite things and that's kind of what I would eat. My mom tried and tried to get me to try different things and uh, I would do it occasionally but usually not. It's weird. Like I just don't think about tasting food. Like it's not something – I guess it's always been like that. I just like – people like see pictures of food like, ooh, I want to taste that. Like I don't have that – whatever that is in your brain, I don't have that. So it's just sort of like, oh, okay. Like I literally treat food like fuel. Like if I'm hungry, I eat. Yeah. If I'm not hungry, I don't. Like I'll eat a meal – and then Tracy will have a meal, and she's like, "Oh, this is so good, you gotta try this." I'm like, "Eh," and she's like, "Try it." I'm like, "I'm full, I don't want to eat it." But you don't. She's like, "Yeah, but you're not trying because you're hungry. You're trying. I want you to taste it, see if you like it." I'm like, "I don't want to put anything else in my mouth. I'm full. Like I'm done. Like it's like food is fuel to me, and it always has been. So I just never got that whole tasting thing. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so yes, I've always been a picky eater because I just I just look at food as like I'm hungry. I need to eat that so I can get this feeling away from me so I can go on with my day. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. And I think in some ways that's what is good about Munching Monday because although I know sometimes it's horrible for you, but, yeah. you know, at least it is giving you that chance to sort of try new things. It does. I try things. Like plantains we tried this past month, Munching Monday and I liked it. I don't think I'll ever order one. I don't think I'll ever be at a restaurant like, oh, let me get some plantains. Like I don't like I'm – ex I'm expanding my palate, to, I guess, to try these things so I know what they taste like. 
but it's not like to the point where like, oh, I'm going to have that again. Like, I don't care about it that much. Yeah. Like, tasting doesn't matter that much to me. Although, if you have it again, you might be able to dip it in chocolate. So, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I would. Okay, I would like to try it dipped in chocolate. I would like that. Yeah. So there you go. See, you have to order it now. <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> He also asks, what's your favorite collection item? Um, gosh, I have so many. <laughs> uh, right now, I'm really, I still collect Star Wars stuff. I've always collected Star Wars stuff since I was a kid. I have like all my old Star Wars toys at my parents' house, which someday if I ever get it out of this apartment, I have a bigger home. I can actually bring that stuff out here and display it in my bat cave like Ralph does. Yeah. Um, but right now, I collect Star Wars uh, Black Series figures, which are the six-inch uh, action figures and then Marvel Legends, which are also the six inch uh, action figures. So I, I, I collect those. If I see one that I like, I'll grab that. Um, I would like to collect other things. I like collecting things. I've always been sort of a collector with, I've always had that hobby of collecting things that I like. And st- I would say Star Wars and Marvel are probably my two biggest things where if I see something that I think would be cool in my collection, I'll grab that. Um, I just, the problem is I live in this apartment and I don't have room to collect anymore. So it's just sort of, it kind of sucked because I really would love a place to – I would really love an entire room where I could just put everything up and come in and look at it. But yeah, I don't live in that world yet. No, sadly not. No, I don't either. So I've just got – well, I've got my bedroom. So it's got loads of uh, Marvel things and Funko Pops nice. and stuff like that. So cause I really like the Funko Pops, but I have to keep them all boxed up. Boxed up sorry. So, you know. Cause yeah. Be, no, I know the feeling. Yeah, it might feelings. be worth something in the future. Or if not – they're still protected, so that's fine. Yeah. But you don't collect because it's worse stuff. You collect because you like it. And then yeah. if it happens to be worse stuff, then you're like, awesome. But yeah, that's not the point of collecting for me anyway. No, yeah, exactly. That's the same for me as well. I've told myself that I'm never allowed to read comics <laughs> because I know that I will want every edition of everything. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. kind of like, yeah. yeah, it would get to a I point where it was just ridiculous. So I'm not, I've not allowed myself ever to read comics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, had, I've had to cut myself off yeah yeah well he's kind of asked as well do you ever get jealous of the bat cave that ralph has i'm i do i do i really get jealous of that because it's not so much the bat the batman stuff in it i mean that, that's a cool collection but batman's never been my my thing oh uh, but he, he has a very cool collection but his old bat cave was very cool because he used to have a setup where it was sort of like i think he did a tour on the ralph report one time where he had like this this fake door looked like a bookcase. Yes. So you, you walk down the hallway and there's a bookcase and you open it up and then you had this whole bat cave in there. And, uh, so that was always really cool. And I was like, oh, I just want to do, I wish I had a house where I had that room where I could just sort of set all my stuff up and get my stuff up. Like, cause like my parents' house, I have like all my old transformers. I have my He-Man figures. I have my star Wars stuff. And I just, if I could just display all that stuff, I think it would just be, it'd be really cool to have that space. And I just, I do get jealous of that. That would be a really cool thing to have. Yeah. And do you think that Tracy would allow it? <laughs> <laughs> she would love for me to have my own room. Aww. Like she would like, cause my stuff is sort of scattered throughout the house a little bit just cause I don't, I like seeing my stuff and you know, we try to strike that balance of like her having her stuff around and me having my stuff. And yeah. you know, she would love, if I just had some like third bedroom off to the side where I could just put all my crap and then she wouldn't have to look at it and I could just go in there and live. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be like your office or whatever yeah yeah 
Yeah. Never come out. I would just, I would come out to eat food and I go back in. <laughs> and keep lots of <laughs> tissues around. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lots of tissues. <laughs> Everything a man needs. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Graham Arnold asks. Graham. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of names that are you recognizing a lot of names? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Does a hot dog count as a sandwich? And he he follows <laughs> on with also does a sausage sausage I can't say the word sausage very well sausage sandwich count as a hot dog? <laughs> oh, see, like we 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 talked about this on the Ralph report, and uh, I never put a lot of thought into it. Ralph just said a hot dog is a sandwich, and I just agreed with him. I'm like, oh, I guess yeah, I would. It's meat and bread. That's a sandwich, right? Yeah. So I, I guess it would. I I know there's different views on this, but I would just assume a hot dog is a sandwich. Um, and then I guess a sausage sandwich would also be considered a hot dog, right? But even, I don't know, the hot dog bun, the bread has to be connected on one end, right? And then you set the bun on the bun. So if it's a sausage sandwich, that's more of a tradition. Whereas a hot dog bun with the bread split open and the meat laying in between it. So I, I guess they're all sandwiches. I'm just going to say it. They're all sandwiches. <laughs> and I'm sure that's going to make 50% of the people mad, but I'm going to say it's a sandwich. Both are sandwiches. Yep. And a sausage sandwich is a hot dog. Yeah. Well, if it makes 50% of people mad, they can voice their, their points, <laughs> and that's absolutely fine. So, But the question yes. was asked to you, and we wanted to know your opinion, so it's all good. I, I would assume <laughs> a hot dog is a sandwich, and a sausage sandwich is a hot dog. Yeah, I think so, so too. There we go. <laughs> Ian Shaw uh, said, is it true that on the 20th of January, Eddie Harris, vice host elect, (laughs) takes over from him, even if he doesn't concede? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have no plans on conceding. I I have some people looking into it right now. Um, But yeah, I I, I, I apparently have to change my name to Harris so I can stay the vice host of the Ralph Report. (laughs) I have no plans to concede, though. We're still fighting the good fight. Yes, indeed. And um, yeah, obviously you've had good news, haven't you, recently? You know, that is that all still kind of going ahead or is that... Um... Um, it's still... <laughs> it's a it's a dumpster fire over here. Um, yeah. Joe Biden won the election, uh, whether people like it or not. Um, he won the... He got the votes. He got more votes than the other guy. Uh, the other guy does not like to lose. And so he is basically willing to burn down a democracy because he doesn't like to be called a loser. Uh, that's unfortunate that people are supporting that. And it's sad that mm. you, you can't, you can't take a loss. Like everyone grows up with loss. Everyone, every person should learn to lose. And if you don't know how to lose properly, then I don't think you know how to win properly. And I don't think you're a good, I don't think you're a complete human being unless you know how to lose. Uh, you don't have to like losing. No one likes losing, but I think it's part of, the human experience is to deal with loss and for you to sit there and scream and pull your hair out and kick your heels up and down and be willing to destroy the foundation of what this country was built on, which was a, a you know, a, for the people, by the people, uh, to burn that down because you don't like to be called a loser. That's, that's pretty bad. And for anyone to support that in any way, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't, I don't get it. So sorry to get all serious and political, no, but it's, just, right. it's, it's the way this country is right now. And it's, it's very disheartening to see someone that there's a large group of people 
that are willing to tear everything down to appease this guy and his fragile ego. Yeah, and his friend is toys out of the pram sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it does seem a bit like a shit show watching it from over here, to be honest, as well. So Yeah, it's a shit show. Look, four years ago, I wasn't happy. I, I, I did not support him. I still don't. But when it happened, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess we got to deal with this. You know what? Four years in four years, let's get it back. And that's what you have to look at. Like, if you just deal with it and then you make the best of the situation. You're like, you know, you're still going to wake up tomorrow, deal with it and go on with your life. You, know, you don't have to love it, but that's the reality of the situation. He was the president for four years. People didn't like it. 80 million people voted to get him out. So, you know what? If those people, that's 74 million that don't want him to go, you know what? Come back in four years and vote again. Get what you want. That's the way it works. You don't just discount people's votes. That's not. That's not how democracies function. That's not how society works. It's, you know, just vote next, vote in four years and change it if you don't like it. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on. But that was a, yes. yeah, that, <laughs> all that, <laughs> that's all right. But it was all very good points. So, you know, yeah. it's like it not, you know, not, not taken away from anything you said or anything. But okay. So we got a Margot uh, Schultz. No, okay. okay. Who has asked, um, if you could live in any fictional universe, what would it be? Ooh. Hmm. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I, it might be Star Wars. Star Wars would seem pretty cool. <laughs> if I was force sensitive, if I wasn't force sensitive, it'd be kind of shitty to live in that world because you'd be like, oh, fuck, why do those guys get it? Yeah. Um, probably Star Wars would be kind of cool to live in. I would like Star Wars or or G.I. Joe, the G.I. Joe universe, because no one dies. <laughs> you can do anything you want in that universe and no one dies. Everyone just survives. Like you jump out of your plane, gets shot down. You have a parachute on. Uh, no one ever gets shot. It's so, you know, the G.I. Joe universe would be probably pretty good. There'd be no consequences there. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that seems like a good place to live. <laughs> <laughs> pop, a pop culture junkie asks... Top three favorite wrestling matches or storylines of all time. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Um, I think one of the great all-time matches, I mean, everyone always says this, the Macho Man, Ricky the Dragon steamboat match from the Intercontinental title match from WrestleMania 3 is one of the all-time greats. It's an incredible match. Um, so that's probably on the list. Um, another great one, and also, uh, I think it was SummerSlam 92, uh, Bret the Hitman Hart versus... The British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. That was a great match. Um, and then one, not just because of the, how great the match was, because it wasn't really a terrific match, um, was the Undertaker Mankind Hell in the Cell match. Just because of what Mankind Nick Foley did, Mick Foley did to himself, just the way he threw himself off the top of that cage and then through the cage and everything he put himself through. It was, it was. I've never had that much fun watching a wrestling match as that match right there. I was literally screaming with my buddies in my in my parents' basement as we were watching that match, just going, I can't believe I'm watching a human being do this to themselves. Um, it was dangerous and horrible, but at the same time, I could not you could not take your eyes off the television. Um, so probably those those three are great. And then uh, Ricky Dragon Steamboat had a great series of matches with Ric Flair in the late 80s, early 90s in the old NWA, WCW uh, era, uh, territory or uh, wrestling promotion so they had like three straight pay-per-view matches that were just insanely good so I, it's it's hard to pick three matches because there's there's been some great matches in wrestling so i guess those are them yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can't put much input into that unfortunately so mine was that mm. those yeah. are great matches yeah good 
<laughs> moving on because i haven't I, like i said I, I don't follow sports or anything like that so <laughs> it's um i know you know like wrestling i know it can be sort of said whether it is a sport or not but i suppose it is in some ways isn't it even though it's, sh- it's kind of showmanship really more than anything, yeah it's but... i mean it's they call it they call it sports entertainment so yeah these guys are great athletes taking incredible risks in a performance art piece i guess you would call it sort of some of a performance art it's yeah. It's not real sports, but these guys are incredible athletes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. Because I have actually been to, um, there was like a pub oh, or bar. Yeah. Oh, I suppose you deal with Steve all the time, don't you? So you know uh, you know what the English phrases are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ask if you don't. <laughs> yeah, basically this um, wrestling match was being put on. It was like a charity thing. And it was actually quite interesting to sort of see all the, the, the people there. It was all outside in a beer garden. It was really good, yeah. and I really did enjoy it. So it probably would be something that I would enjoy. It's a, it's fun to go to the live event, especially if it's a smaller venue. Yeah. I mean, even people who don't like wrestling will go and have a good time because it, it's it's a fun spectacle to watch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I remember one guy jumping on the table, and I was like, "Oi, mate, <laughs> do yeah. your bit, but don't knock me drink over." <laughs> <laughs> As Brits, uh, you know, you don't mess with our drinks. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> and uh, last question is from Jazz Chicken, who's asked. Do badgers like bagels? Do badgers like bagels? Yeah. I'm going to say yes, just because if I, I – just being familiar with uh, with woodland creatures, I would imagine they would eat anything that's that's given to them. <laughs> so I guess if you gave a badger a bagel, he would eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I just – I wouldn't do it near your house because in case they do like it, they're going to keep coming back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And we don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no and they're vicious little buggers they are as well so so i've heard so i've heard yeah oh, i was once um driving back from uh basically i used to work at a hotel that was really in the countryside and uh there was this it's almost like a derelict lane that you had to drive down to get to it sort of thing the road yeah road wasn't brilliant but there was like loads of woodlands around it and stuff i accidentally and it would have been accidental <laughs> drove over a badger oh no and, uh, but i was like devastated because i was like you know like i love animals and stuff so um but it ran off it was absolutely fine wow and i was like how is that even possible because they, they're so thick yeah thick their skulls are, and whatnot are so thick that yeah it, it's like really hard God. to sort of kill them so <laughs> Yeah, but not that I not that I want to kill it, you know, kind of thing, because I love badgers. No, you know, but, you know, but yeah, it's scary to know that you can't. So that's the problem. Yeah, well, I think you can eventually, but you know, it takes a lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Well, I've noticed the time, so I've noticed that we've been recording for uh, nearly an hour and a half now. So, oh wow, really? Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's insane, isn't it? It's like it's time <laughs> flying by. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking that we should wrap the episode up so that you can get back to chilling out or doing something uh-huh. else with your day if you'd like. <laughs> but um of course, okay. unless you want to stay and then we can talk for another four hours if you like, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the text from Ralph to see why I have to go record. So that's, ah. what I'm looking at. that's what I'm sitting around waiting for. No, oh, okay. Well, you know, you can still, you know, just put your feet up and <laughs> <laughs> have a little chill out for a bit. But rest, rest your vocal cords. Thanks. Yeah. 
And before you go, though, do you want to tell people where they can find you and like go through like where they can find your yes. special and and whatnot? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you can find me at my my website. Usually, can lead you to every place you want to go to find me. Basically, uh, go to eddiepence dot com, e d d i e p e n c e dot com. On uh, that that that's sort of a landing page for all my podcasts and my comedy special and all that stuff. Otherwise, you can just Google search me, and I'll pop up there as well. Um, you can find me five days a week on Patreon.com as the vice host of The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. And you can find me basically four days a week doing The Ramble with Jerry Rocha on our YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com, The Ramble TV, I believe. Um, and, or Ramble TV, not The Ramble. Ramble TV. Um, or you can just find us on iTunes, uh, The Ramble. And we're there. Or just look me up on my social media. I always post about everything I'm doing. So you, if you don't find anywhere else, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Eddie Pence, E-D-D-I-E-P-E-N-C-E. And I post everything I do there. So you can follow me there and that'll take you where you, you need to go. So there you go. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And I'll put all that in the um, bio description as well for the um, oh, episode. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, yeah, so and good, you know, continued good luck with the comedy special and special oh, as well thank you Gemma. appreciate it. no you're welcome because <laughs> you like you know you, you know when you just know that somebody should uh, like definitely deserves a good break you know oh. and you're one of those people eddie so oh thank you i appreciate that you're welcome there you go end on a positive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in that case then i think we've been talking enough codswallop this week I have been Gemma. Did you want to say your name or? Oh, I, I where I say my name. I've been Eddie Penn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>